It's 2 a.m. on a Friday night at the Palomino. I'm standing at the bar, which is the best bet for being in the right spot for when a new client walks in the door. We are smack bang in the middle of March Madness, which is known as peak season in Las Vegas, Nevada. The club is heaving with drunk men, waiting for us to pick them off one by one. I had nearly reached my nightly quota, but needed to find one last patron to push me over to home time. And then out of the corner of my eye, I see what looks like my kind of guy. 50 plus, alone, well-dressed, and quietly confident. I slip into the tall bar stool on his right as he orders himself a whiskey neat. As he takes his first sip, I make my play. Oh, I have been waiting for a sophisticated grown-up to join me all night. And then you just walked right in as I was about to give up all hope. What a treat. He smiles and opens his body towards me. Always a good sign. So I continue my pitch. We could just chat nonsense at this bar, surrounded by all these men, or you could join me somewhere a little more private and pay me some proper attention. I'm easy though, choice is yours. He picks up his drink and follows me upstairs. I can tell we're gonna get along just fine. Evan, how you doing? Hi, Buffy. I'm very good. Yeah. How are you? I'm I'm pretty great. I'm pretty great. Nice. So, you know, I like to check in with your washing schedule. <laughs> I was actually just going to say, um, I'm sorry if I sound a bit funny today. My tongue is slightly swollen. Okay. Which is why I'm lisping a little bit. Talk and, me through um, that. What, what's happened? Because <laughs> I, I basically ended up over the weekend back at my apartment, but with none of my personal sort of possessions that I need, which included my electric toothbrush mm. so I was without toothbrush I managed to find an old toothbrush in my apartment that I hadn't not just I had been living there other people have been living there <laughs> and I believe that maybe they may or may not have used this toothbrush uh to clean it kind of <laughs> tasted like bleach and I was like burning my tongue uh-huh anyway like this weekend I think I woke up um yesterday and I had like a green film on my tongue okay and I have a huge ulcer like blister thing it's... at the back now you're so you're a sexy lady it's really... I I mean I appreciate you trying to not have weird breath um and that this is where it's gone so yes. Everyone loves a trier. Giving myself some weird fucking, yeah, bleach thrushy tongue. I don't know. So <laughs> gangrene on my tongue. It's better than when you gave me fucking, what was it? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I forgot about this. Is it ringworm? Ringworm. Yeah, you gave me ringworm. I gave you <laughs> ringworm when we were in Vegas yeah. because I was picking my athlete's, athlete's foot, foot on yeah. our sofa and... You know, you wouldn't. You were wearing, I think, just like a sports bra, yeah, and knickers on the sofa. Yeah, and then I got all these like <laughs> rings around me, and then you said it was me who gave it to you, and then I googled it, and apparently, athlete's foot is actually the same thing. So, you're disgusting. Um, so we were. Look, you like a self help book. Uh-huh. I love a self help. You're book. quite. Yeah. You're quite the self help. I mean, we were gal. we were doing a little bit of research on self help stuff, and um, Buffy was reading out a lot of the titles, and I was like, yep. Read that one. Read that. Got that at home. Yeah, I, that in audio. <laughs> I have not read any of these books, as one might imagine. But we were thinking, like, what kind of advice could a stripper bestow 
on uh, on the general population. Yeah, someone who's a non-stripper. We like to call them civvies. <laughs> <laughs> so we came across uh, one title by Steve Harvey, which was uh, Think Like a Man, Act Like a Lady, which is um, incredibly misogynistic. Okay. So we thought we would change the title round to... Act like a lady, think like a stripper. I mean, I've never acted like a lady in my life, but I've definitely... <laughs> Always thinking like a stripper. Always. And we would yeah. like everybody else to think like strippers too. So we were going through some of the parallels that you could think about, which is your dating profile on something yep. like Tinder, right? For the internet age, right? Mm-hmm. Dating um, is kind of the same as your stage show. It is. It's your advertisement. It's exactly. the place that you, you know, your your client or your potential date is going to first see you so who do you want to be first impressions then your chat which in the club is going to be like your nlp your sales pitch your initial introduction chat or in the real world like just you know like your little messaging back your and little forth patter, right yeah what what is that first line of uh text that you send to your potential future date right and then you've got your first date which in the club would be like your private dance yes um, and we're also going to cover in here some of the safety tips, right? Because there's some good safety tips yeah. that you can take from sex worker land. Then you've got your first fuck, right? Yeah. <laughs> Get down and dirty in the VIP. Not, not fucking in the VIP. Sorry, I didn't mean it like <laughs> fucking in the deep. <laughs> <laughs> not mean that at all. I mean, some people do, and that's also totally cool. We are fine with that. We, well, we'll depending we'll on that. yeah, depending on what country you're in, what club you're in, um, in the clubs that we've worked in, there's no fucking in the VIP, so we don't do that. We haven't there done isn't. that. I have no moral judgment on it. I have a little not bit of a sure. sanitary issue <laughs> with it, but just because. <laughs> Oh, and you know what? We'll go into this in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, so that was, sorry, the first fuck in real life versus the VIP in Stripland. There so. we go. <laughs> and then your relationship is... Your regular client. Right, which yeah. you're very good at. Me? You're returning, returning Me client. not so much, but that's okay. <laughs> and then we'll just cover some other little tragic tales from our lives because we know that everybody likes to hear about those so everyone loves our downfalls don't they i mean i love my downfalls i every time something terrible happens to me i'm like oh this is funny though i can't wait to tell heaven (laughs) so i mean it's how i get through life just going i'm gonna make people laugh with this i mean yeah there's always a silver lining in that sense 100 (laughs) percent. so my failure is your laughter and i'll take that So let's go all the way back to the beginning, little Scooby-Doo moment there. So your profile, right? Have you ever been, so have you been on Tinder or Field or what's the ones where it's like about love and shit? I don't uh, know. I've definitely not been on that one. Cupid? Okay, Cupid. Hinge, that's it. So a lot of people are on Hinge. I'm just going to put it out there. I've never actually been on a dating website for reals. You got barred um, from some, though. I've been banned from many of them <laughs> for soliciting because I was like, you know, I need a sugar daddy. So I just set my age. Like, it was like 50 plus, like 50 <laughs> to like 80. <laughs> and it just was like pictures of me with basically my tits out. And then In like a bikini. A, yeah, with my alias name as well. So like with my porn star name or what. <laughs> Well done. So ridiculous. So you got barred. Didn't, I mean, one of our other friends. She uh, also got barred. She got barred from Field, which is like the sex That's one. Hard. Which I was like, how did you how do you get that? From She's that? like, I don't know. <laughs> so we'll have to, we're going to get her on the show at some point. So we'll have to try and dive into how how she got uh... banned from the sex app. Um, I was on Tinder like way back in the day. Before, like, for reals, for reals. I mean, everybody was on it. So I was like, yeah, I'll give it a go. And mm. I, I sort of went on some dates. So it was fucking awful. I can't imagine your actual real non-sexual uh, 
profile? Like, what I, did you put on there? I, like, to be honest, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I like, I do know I went on one date with a guy who was so just offensively boring, but he had a really cute dog. And oh, I was hungry, yeah. so he bought me some food, and I was like, oh, I guess I can put up with this for that long. But it wasn't for me, the sort of super vanilla side of things. But, yeah. you know, this is, I think, where you and I are quite different, right? Mm-hmm. And how we approach our, you know, our stage dance, right, mm-hmm. is how you kind of put yourself out in the world. So what, like, what are you, what are you saying to people when you're on stage? I, so when, as a stripper, like, as my, char- my character at work, um, I'm generally... I always put myself more in the submissive. I'm cute and small, right? You cute. are super cute. cute. Like, <laughs> I mean, you're a gremlin. And I'm if only a- people knew you had a swollen <laughs> abscess tongue from bleach. But on the outside, I've cute got, as can be. Yeah, I've got that kind of like, yeah, that's always been my thing. Because I think it's just because I'm particularly small, right? You are. It's just, it's one of those things. Um, and I'm a big lady. You're so not a that- big lady. <laughs> I just- you do have a thing about making friends with really small people, though. So, like, you're not doing yourself any favors. No, 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 I just like, like bigger. You guys all look like what normal people are, and then it's just like me. Anyway, go it's on. True. We were talking about you, but not yeah. Me. So when Carry I'm on. on stage, I generally want to appeal to the guy that maybe has low self-esteem, but likes to, but needs someone to stroke his ego. Like, yeah. I'm always going to be that person because I, my character at work, will always tell you what you want to hear. Like, gotcha. I'm that girl. I'm always that girl to like give all the compliments to be like laugh at all their shit jokes like that. That's literally me. So that's the opposite to you. It is. Um. I mean, when you're saying that as well, like to me, so in a non-judgy way, Mm -hmm. that to me brings out somebody who's like, you know, maybe they want to find the type of guy who's like going to be really secure and like look after them and they're really nice. Yeah, potentially. Um, where, so my stage persona, I would say is definitely more niche. niche. Um, I kind of lean into dancing to very different music than everybody else. Um, we sent our, our, well, I sent my playlist of, uh, like all my songs I'd stripped to over the years yeah. the other day to you and our lovely producer, <laughs> Steve, and who's like the fall you danced to the fall. <laughs> so that, you know, I used to sort of just that would kind of be me just leaning into who I am and just going, fuck it. I'm just going to dance to what I want to dance mm-hmm. to. It might appeal to like one strange man in the corner, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that tended to be my whole vibe was just yeah. like being specific. totally myself. Yeah. Yeah. You'd very much like appeal to a specific kind of person who, when they get to you, they're going to really like you. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and I think that both are good options. Yeah. You know? totally. like, so, and in dating and in your profile, who do you want to be? You know, do you want to catch a lot of fish? Yeah. Right. Which is, means that you probably should just be a bit more middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, or do you want to be somebody who is so niche and specific, you are only going to attract, attract a certain type of person? Yeah. And or- you're also nicer than me. Like, <laughs> In most ways. Um, so I feel like you kind of lean into like, oh, well, this person is interesting because of that. And da, 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 where I'm just like very black and white. Yeah. I either like you or I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so, very cutthroat on this. Yeah. And I also, <laughs> I have been known to just like, if somebody sort of does something that I don't think is cool, just never speak to you again. Yeah. No, you So do that, that is more what I, I I'm, a, I'm a bit of a ghoster. You're okay. a massive ghoster. And actually, to be honest, I've got no issue with ghosting. I think no. like, I don't know what it is about like snowflake generation at the moment, but having this big conversation on social media about how like you shouldn't ghost. Like you fucking should ghost. Have you ghosted clients? I've ghosted clients. I've ghosted people before. Yeah, I've ghosted all sorts of people. Before. I've ghosted clients totally like while fine. they're still there. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you just start looking through them. Yeah, that's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> it's like, sorry, do you hear someone talking? Because I don't hear anyone talking. <laughs> I remember I had this guy and I came up to the table and it's like I'd done my stage show and it was a big table of guys and they were all kind of cool and nice. And so I was actually chatting to them pretty much like me. I didn't even mm-hmm. go in for my pitch, right? And this one guy, it was like he'd never been to a strip club and he was just fucking pissed that... Like, how dare I be good on stage, attractive, and smart? Like, <laughs> oh, how upsetting. So he was just really rude to me. And actually to the point where his friends were like, dude, why are you talking like that? Like, they were they were embarrassed. It was yeah. just embarrassing. And I was like, I just ruined him. I can't even remember exactly Did what I said. Did you send him home? Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. I like, you know, where I was just, I kind of said that. Like, I'm yeah. terribly sorry that it's offended you that somebody has a brain and that I'm having a real conversation with you. Because he was like, you're fake. You're not really like this. Like, went on this whole weird thing. And then when I humiliated him in front of his friends, which is a pastime of mine, um, he then, like, went the opposite. Where he was like, oh, no, I'm really sorry. Can I have a dance? And, da, da, da. and I was like, absolutely not. I mean, not. I've witnessed people do that to you before. Yeah, yeah, Where you've just literally just, like, we've been in, like, a friend group or a social scenario. And someone has been a bit of a knob. And you've literally just looked through them. Yeah. And then they can't wait to try and get your attention. Yeah. And, and- like get you back on side it's really quite works funny. with dog it's, training it's, too yeah um, but, I know, I was so say, I basically just ghosted him the rest of the time where he kept on coming up to me like no I'm really sorry can I please have a dance and I was just like I'm sorry um you're really standing in my way and mm-hmm. I'm just trying to look at that fruit machine in front of me which is <laughs> far more fascinating than you um so yeah mm-hmm. I, I support a ghost uh. I do support a ghost anyway so Let's go back to the actual comparison here. So your stage is your profile, right? So when you're making yourself a little profile online, you're obviously showing your best you. Unless, um, unless you're showing you your worst you. You want to be a you. giant red flag? I mean, it really depends, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of whoever you want to be. But yeah. so are you showing, but most people, right? You're going to yeah. show the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And your stage show is your best version of yourself or whatever mm-hmm. you're wanting to portray. And then, you know, what you're wearing is kind of like the cute shit you write about yourself or you like holding a dog or some shit. You know, guys who hold babies, why are you doing that? Like, way for me not to click on you. But maybe you're attracting somebody who wants babies. I don't know. So when I went on stage, obviously I would dance to, as I've spoken about, really kind of obscure music. Um, I mean, one of my absolute favorites to dance to was always Nightclubbing by Iggy Pop. So immediately that is going to attract me to a slightly older client. Um, who is going to be leaning into that they like music from that era, right? And they recognize that or a dance to kind of, you know, things that are maybe uh, just unrecognizable and that nobody could find. So a lot of times I'd have people come up to me and ask me, who's that song by? Where is that from? Right. So you're, that's a good uh, conversation. It's a good, start, you know, you find some opening. common ground yeah. there. It's all good there. What I would wear was always very black, black. you know, yeah. now. <laughs> but when I first started dancing as like a baby stripper, like I, I was still dance to kind of different stuff and have different outfits, but I was probably leaning more into like my Daisy Duke inner self. Right. Um, okay. But then you hit a certain age and you're just like, I shouldn't wear that <laughs> anymore because that makes me look older. Um, so I stopped doing that. But so I really lent into like this sophisticated slightly dommy um you know the kind of client you want yeah so So i want to try and bag them yeah rich respectful and a little bit older so we can have a fucking conversation yeah you know essex boy who's just like traveled up for the weekend and wants to talk to me about his watch (laughs) um not my guy where you (laughs) You i'll take all his money i don't care (laughs) i have zero preference when it comes to customers as long as they give me their money like that's literally like my only stipulation is like just pay me 
Also, like, so what, but how would you, okay, so talk us through, like, who are you on stage? So because of that, I'll always wear something bright and shiny (laughs) (laughs) and neon. Yeah, because then I get all the idiots that are more likely to spend their money. And Prince, you dance to Prince I always dance to Prince because it's recognizable and it's also like Prince makes you think sex. I mean, he, you know, Pussy Control, I'll always dance to that song. As soon as they're hearing the word pussy and I'm showing them my pussy. And you think they're going to troll my my pussy. pussy. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just all about the pussy power. (laughs) So that was definitely like my onstage pitch was just like, be as filthy as you can. Get your ass out as quickly as possible. Yeah. You were a sparkly. You were a vag out first. Yeah, completely. Very often. No one cares about tits when they've got like arsehole in the face. So It's it's true. Yeah. So I was very much like that <laughs> I would lean into my flexibility because I'm very flexible yeah, and like yeah. and I dance in quite a slow kind of slow, elegant sensual, way sensual yeah. so I guess also you know in a way your profile somewhere it's going to allude to hopefully what kind of fuck you're going to be yeah. I guess it d- depends on what you're looking at. so your stage show is also saying like if you did fuck me, yeah, it would be like this. Like this. <laughs> so, super bendy and yours is just super trashy. Yeah. You look yeah, like yeah. you do anal. I mean, yeah, I'm literally like basically doing anal on stage. So it's... I look like I might, but I might hurt you if you try. <laughs> See, two very different types. Anal of approaches. I mean, every one of my favorite things to say to guys when I wanted to freak them out a little bit and I knew they weren't going to spend any money on me is I'd go up to them and just whisper, I'm going to finger you to try. <laughs> I know it. I know that line. <laughs> And just like this, sort of, you just watch their sort of faces trying to work this out of just basically, I'm going to anally abuse you and not in a nice way. Yeah. Um, and then I'd walk away. So anyway, I don't know if this is helpful for your dating. About you but, or, yeah, yeah, um, maybe not. But you know, we always like to just throw some shit in there. So we've made it past the stage show. Yeah, we're you've, onto the chat. We're you're onto the enthusiastic anal where I am dangerous anal. And now we're going to chat about how we're going to get there. But, so work in the room right i mean in the stripper land like that's what you're doing you're, you're chatting to somebody and in the online dating this is kind of like the first message you send to somebody yeah. like who are you going to be you know and when you're texting is you, it the first message or the like stuff that no because yeah, yeah it's it, the first message not the stuff you put on your profile no so we've we've yeah, covered yeah. that so we're gonna so go back we're gonna go back over this now. okay okay right i'm getting lost here <laughs> <laughs> so stay with me anal girl um, <laughs> it's been a long week <laughs> swollen toes with gangrene in the mouth don't tell them that in the chat by the way definitely keep that bit to yourself I mean get your STI checks if it's not contagious you don't need to share it (laughs) also don't share trauma in your first in your first engagement with people you know and this goes for strippers as well sometimes I've heard strippers giving like some serious sob stories like man like I mean that is you're a fucking Debbie Downer that's a sales pitch in itself it's kind of like it is you can sorry for me but you can can do it in a way that's not as you can do in a way that's still like sexual yeah like you don't want to make it so sad that somebody be sad to fuck you yeah like so yeah I mean Listen, I mean, there's a market for everything. There really is. Oh, don't you remember that guy who used to like you to uh, get, are you spank yourself or would he spank you and you oh, pretend to cry? Oh, he would spank me and I would pretend to cry. So yeah, there is but a the market. the Romanian girls that I worked with, because I worked in like a, in a club that was all Romanian girls and then me, they didn't quite get that it was <laughs> acting. So they'd just be looking at me like, 
why is she crying? <laughs> why doesn't she take that yeah. beating? Yeah, basically. Like a proper woman. <laughs> It'll be giving me the strangest looks. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would, I, mm-hmm. I see, I wouldn't be able to do that because I would just be like, yeah, hit me harder. Yeah. Try and make me cry. <laughs> and I would take it as a challenge to not cry, yeah. which doesn't make you money, guys. So don't do that. So, you know, when you're having that first chat, obviously you're texting normally, or maybe mm-hmm. you're doing a bit of WhatsApp or a voice note is mm-hmm. always kind of nice. Somebody can get a sense of you, right? Don't give too much emotional labor, no. right? You and know, not too much personal information. They don't really... No. You are just who they think you are in their you're, head right yeah. now. So For you moment, may as well just go with that. Yeah, go with that. And and just try and read, read the room a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, who are you dealing with? And, you know, who are you trying to date, right? So... Working out how you engage with that person, when I'm trying to do a sort of initial chat with somebody, I'm trying to work out what their interests are, mm-hmm. what their humor is like, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, once again, finding common ground. That is a really important thing in dating as well, you know, that yeah. you have something important, you know, in common with somebody. Mm-hmm. So like in a strip club, the first kind of conversation that you're going to have with them this is still essentially your sales pitch. This is just the beginning of your sales pitch. So so I always like to straight away be very accommodating. That's kind of my You are miss accommodating. I am miss accommodating. But you always get what you miss want. Miss submissive. In the end. And to be honest, I'm gonna be yeah, it's just a manipulation tactic. It's not actually because I'm a nice person. I'm actually not that nice <laughs> in reality. So everyone's like, Oh, she's so nice. No, not really. <laughs> but you will do as I say. <laughs> just I don't have to be that explicit about it. <laughs> Yeah, so, I just frighten people. So, you know, each to their own. So you've got your initial chat. It's your NLP chat. So straight away, I will always try and find common ground in my customer. Oh, I will also always repeat their name three times. I know it's a really obvious sales tactic, but it's one that always works. You know, as soon as they start to think like, oh, she knows my name. She's saying my name. Like you say it three yeah. times. And also you don't forget it. I forget everyone's name. Hard. I have yeah. a b- particular skill for forgetting your name the yeah. moment you say it yeah. to me. I'm just, and I think that is just like, so I have more brain space yeah. for other things because I, if I... In real life I do, but in the club. I know I you're very care. good. But in the club, I'll be like, no, got to say it three times. And you've got to relate it. So say his name is like Mickey. Just think Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse. Obviously don't say Mickey Mouse. But... <laughs> But like as soon as you put that in your brain, you know his name is Mickey because it's Mickey Mouse. So that's that's how I remember people's names. Um, and then straight away, yeah, go in, find the common ground, um, make them feel like you are kindred spirits, even if you are miles apart. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I joke about myself being not this person. I can do that for like like 20 minutes. Yeah. Like so. 20 it's, minutes max. 20 yeah. minutes max. And if I've somebody's been doing it for years. Yeah, one, like, you were really <laughs> like, so yeah, you were much better at it than me. So although I joke that I, you know, can do that for 20 minutes. I mean, I think that my my tactic is very different than yours in the sense that I will if I'm trying to really build a rapport with somebody and I'm always, I am always looking for somebody that I actually have a connection mm-hmm. with in the club. Cause yeah. I enjoy that more. Mm-hmm. You know, I love dancing for somebody who loves me dancing yeah. for them. I love actually having good chat with people. Mm-hmm. I love genuinely making people laugh. I, I, you know, I really like making people feel good. So as much as I can be self-deprecating about how shit I am at all of that <laughs> stuff, it's actually kind of more from the point of like, I don't really like wasting my time with somebody who doesn't get me. 
Mm-hmm. you know and who and you've got to get something else out, out, out of this for yourself yeah. as well not just money not right? just money like, for me I need to sort of some job satisfaction yeah and course. I think that's why like in Vegas I really leaned into couples yeah because oh, I knew how to go up and I knew how to make women feel mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. and sexy and yeah. safe and yeah. that they that's sort where of... you are accommodating actually I'm you're super accommodating. really accommodating when it comes to women in the club yeah. like you're very good with women um and with couples in particular and making them because I think it can be quite nerve-wracking sometimes yeah and I you know and so as much as I am a massive cunt at the same time (laughs) I do like I do really genuinely don't want people to feel bad if somebody's a complete tosser I don't care and you know and but I won't give them that much of my time I'll just they're invisible you know so I just sort of move on from them but I really I think that is probably our difference is you're that doesn't impact you. No, like really. people's, yeah. I, I would get annoyed at certain clients of mm-hmm. yours calling you on your behalf. Yeah. Like, and you weren't even annoyed, annoyed about it. And I was like, yeah. why is he fucking calling you again? <laughs> you know, and you're not. Like that stuff really impacts me. Yeah. And the, the selfishness of how people yeah. are not like really understanding that you're a human being yeah. where you're like, actually you, like, you're quite leaning signs. into that because <laughs> you're like, ah, I'll just get money. more money out of you. Yeah. So I think that's a, definitely a big difference between mm-hmm. us, but it's just our, our personality types as yeah. well of like what we have the bandwidth mm-hmm. to deal with is very different. And, you know, when you apply that to your dating, you know, it's important. You know, some people can put up with all sorts of stuff. Some people can put up with a guy who goes out and gets drunk and then, you know, doesn't come home for a day and it's fine. Mm -hmm. Right. And other people like that would just drive them insane. Mm -hmm. So just think about what are deal breakers for you and who you can spend your time with. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the things that we would in the strip club immediately ask somebody like what would be something that you what's the first thing you would say to someone like I always want to know what someone does for a living because I think that can often be quite a reflection of either their character or you know do they do it because they love it because they're really like into it or is it just like a job that pays money um, and then you can go further and further and compliment them as yeah. well. Yeah. Or you so, can ask somebody like, what's something that you've done recently at your work that you were really proud really of? Really proud of. Right. Yeah, or that's, that's a good you one. You know, that in a stripper land, that's quite good because it just lets them like waffle on about themselves for a minute. Yeah. So Everyone they feel... loves to chat about themselves. So just like let someone do that without it being a complete monologue. Um, so just like make sure you yeah. get in there with a little bit of ego stroking, a few questions, some relatable things that you have to say on the situation. Yeah. You know, if someone says something and you've got a story that is kind of similar or something like that, definitely get in there with that so that you've got some common ground. I mean, in dating and in the club, I mm. actually would go to sex track quite quickly because yeah. I'm just kind of curious if you're going to be a good fuck or not. Also, so you're... In, on your dating profile, you're a person that's just looking for yeah. sex. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm very specific yeah. about it. So I will ask somebody in the club and I would ask them outside mm-hmm. of it. What's like, what, what doors are you wanting to open that you haven't opened yet? Yeah. That and, is yeah. basically always my question for saying, mm-hmm. cause it makes them think like mm-hmm. that they're sort of like, oh, do I get to open that door? Yeah. <laughs> so you could ask somebody that in the club and you could ask somebody that you know, in a little chat. But also I think the really big thing that I would do is like, you've got your sales pitch. Yeah ish like how are you doing tonight you know have you guys come here generally before? the same for all these all the, yeah. all the clients of the night and yeah. then you judge how they respond to that by how much emotional labor you give them yeah and it's the same thing when you're on a dating website right mm-hmm. come up with a cool little pitch right that sort of represents you that's friendly isn't too much like the thing like how are you doing tonight I mean, that is really boring, boring. so something <laughs> a little bit less boring than that but you know put something together 
copy and fucking paste. Copy paste. Otherwise, Send you're it doing. To everyone. Yeah, you're doing see, sex admin. Yeah, and see wants, what sticks. Yeah, and like know? if somebody isn't very interesting or they're just not engaging or there's something that stop. Mm-hmm. cut it off and move on and that's yeah. what you do in the club as well it's like mm-hmm. if this just isn't gelling it's not working out you just move on yeah you just give them your quick pitch right do you want to dance do you want to go to vip if they say no you i mean i walk away because at that point if it's too much like you're you know you're trying too hard and it's just not gelling and it's not working yeah. then it's not really worth the ag or if they're just we really... know some people that would still continue indeed but... <laughs> jasmine is a perfect thing but yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so but you know like life is short right mm. so just move on if it's not working so somebody's made it past this this uh chat stage mm-hmm. into the first date to the first date okay which is basically like getting a dance a dance yeah exactly right? and i mean so a big thing that comes up for me on this and that i'm always quite shocked about is that a lot of my civilian vanilla friends mm-hmm. when they go out on first dates with guys um, and maybe they go back to somebody's house and they said that they have no protocol for safety. So right. I feel like something that is really worth mentioning is some sex worker safety tips. Yeah. So how far you want to take this is up to you. But obviously, you don't necessarily need to tell somebody your real name. Especially yeah, you don't use your real name, do you, on your no, profile or in the not. club? Because no. the two are... Because I don't want some weirdo showing yeah. up at my fucking door yeah. yelling, Buffy! <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously not my name, but whatever it is, you know, so you, you, you don't have to tell people anything about yourself yeah. when you're first going out with them. Um, I've actually got a separate phone, which I used for clients before mm-hmm. anyway. So nobody even gets my phone number. You don't have to maybe go that far, but just think about it. If this is like the worst day ever, yeah. how much information do you want this person to, to know about you? Have. Yeah. So, and also I think like on a first date, like leave something to the imagination. Don't give yourself away all at once. Like yeah, you yeah. want that person back to, to don't talk back. about your trauma on your first no. date. Uh-oh. Like, okay, <laughs> thank you. Goodbye. So, you know, there's that also, if you are going to to fuck a stranger, right? Somebody should know where you are. Yeah. Somebody should know where you're going. So at the very least, have a friend that you can send the address to and make sure that the guy that you're with knows that somebody knows where you are, mm-hmm. right? Because actually at the end of the day, pretty much any man that you come into contact with could kill you with their hands. Mm-hmm. Like that is just a reality of being a woman, mm-hmm. right? So just don't set yourself up for anything that makes that happen easily. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't- mean, we do the same like if we ever do... Um, like stripper jobs and they're yeah. outside of the club, like we would literally send a message to our friends saying, uh, if we don't call you by 2 a.m., we're we are, dead. We're dead. <laughs> so and, uh, come find us. Might not be there, but, <laughs> yeah. but we would give like our exact location yeah. and the name of the person that we were with. Yeah. Just like my sister's fucking sofa surfing at the moment. She's joined sofa surfers in New York. And I was, and she was like, yeah, I'm just staying with this guy. I mean, he's either gay or European. He's got two cute cats. And I was like, <laughs> Um, can you give me his full name and yeah. his full address? And she's like, no, nah, it's chill. It's fine. I'm like, no, 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 no. So, you know, just play the tape and yeah. always play the tape of like the worst case scenario. How can I avoid this being yeah. that? Right. Without and, like, you don't need to go super paranoid, but just like, yeah, keep it be in safe. Mind. Keep it in <laughs> mind. And, you know, and the other thing is, is like, if I'm meeting people, obviously it's like a slightly different vibe, but hotels like why Mm -hmm. does why do you need to go to somebody's house and why do they need to come to your house yeah like and you can make it sexy right you could just say oh i love a hotel romp yeah let's (laughs) let's go make a big fucking mess in a hotel yeah have a great time 
Who's and also, turn you that can down? just leave. It's not that awkward too. if you leave a hotel. Because I am not a like stranger cuddler personally no, at I all. I can imagine. I, I like, mean, <laughs> you and I actually have a hug amnesty, um, <laughs> where, where we don't hug we each don't other. Hug each other. Um, so I definitely like I. I want to go whenever I want to go. And yeah. that whole awkward scene of like, oh God, are they going to try and stay the night and all that kind of no, stuff. No, I want to order room service and get the fuck out of there. Yeah. So, <laughs> so guess when you don't have to think about that when you go into a hotel. So these are just suggestions. You can take them as far as you want. But as a sex worker, the the top things are just think about your safety. Mm-hmm. Think about the fact that this is a stranger. You do not know this person. And so just, you know, treat it with a little pinch of caution mm-hmm. uh, would be a first thing to say. And there. leave them wanting more. It's your first date. So presumably if it goes well, you're going to want to take them on a second date. And it, just as in a private dance, it's your first dance. So your stage show, basically, yeah. as we've just discussed. Prittle anal. Prittle anal. Excuse me? What language is that? Is that like that? peanut brittle? Prittle but anal. Prittle anal. It's my tongue. I've got, <laughs> <laughs> established I've got issues today. <laughs> it's pretty anally. It's a pretty anus. <laughs> okay, so you, you, you lead... With, with the that, <laughs> Just, and it, it it happens quite early. Obviously, when you're on stage, when we say a stage show for yeah. those of you who are uninitiated into the strip club land, you're dancing for a whole room of people. Yeah, right? you're pretty and far away from the audience. Yeah, they can't necessarily touch you. Obviously, very much depends on the stage in in the club and the country club. you're in and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But once you get to the private dance, the whole idea is it's more intimate. You're right? close. Yeah. <gasps> do you know what I always do? What do you I, do? I love doing this as well. I, it's kind of gross. I mean, I mean, people, of course. Go on. Might, I will bite people's ears. Ah, is that gross? Like, I don't care. Do you get your some wax in your ears mouth? Smell, but, <laughs> but I don't really mind. I mean, I'm not sticking my tongue in their ears, but I just tell the truth. I, <laughs> <laughs> Have you just licking out their ear holes? <laughs> well, I mean, I've taken it a bit far before. Yes, maybe. <laughs> But I do, yeah, I do the ear biting yeah, and the okay. ear touching and the sort of like whispering. So there you're is... erogenous zones, right? Yeah. So I'll go for that. ASMR. ASMR. That's what I was going to say. So like ASMR is where you speak like this. I mean, I don't even know if that microphone will pick that. Fucking hell. How do you do it? No, you do like. It's sort of like little whispering things and everything is like really quiet. And they hear like your tongue a lot and like the spit in your mouth and stuff like that. Okay. So it's like mucusy, right? So they're thinking like mucusy, like wet. Like (laughs) I mean, this was. (laughs) Is that not what it was? This was sexy until the word mucus happened. I was like, I was like in. I was like, oh, you can lick my ear whole and like (laughs) whisper shit to me. And then you said mucus. And I was like. I okay. said I have gangrene of the tongue earlier. So this, whole, <laughs> this is true. This whole thing it's is not going. contagious though. Um, okay. So I would go for things like that. I would also like, I do this thing where I lick my fingers mm-hmm. and then I like, not dribble, but like <laughs> I drag my Thanks fingers. Like I'm trying to do it now, but obviously you guys can't see, but I, I kind of drag my fingers. <laughs> not like this. This looks weird. <laughs> I drag my fingers like down my tits uh-huh. and then like into my pussy and I look like I'm about to finger myself. Yeah. The fake finger is a big. The fake finger yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is always a winner, isn't it? It I mean, is a winner. Yeah. Um, so play with the nipples as well. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Just I mean, more intimate, a bit more like, you know. This is like... How quickly do you get naked in your private Quite dance? quickly. I'm okay. going to say like I get... Because 
they're expecting that anyways, uh-huh. judging from my stage show that I'm going to be a massive hell. in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I've kind of got to take it all off quite quickly. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, your advertisement, you got to, you know, you can't get false advertising. Yeah, exactly. It's unfair. Yeah. Um, okay, that's interesting. Oh, the sex noises too. Oh, do you make sex noises? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. So what do you do? Huh. Okay. So talk us through it. So obviously, you know, I go with like, I'm so unique and niche, um, on stage, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, probably look slightly aloof would be a little bit mm-hmm. my vibe. Um, so yeah, you're not like overly smiley. I'm not super smiley on yeah. stage, but every once in a while I will engage oh, a little with wink. somebody. I'll you give somebody that. a little you wink. Yeah. Um, you know, if I'm going to really give myself a fair critique, I would say that I sort of am like a little bit sex, sexy cantankerous. Because <laughs> if people are like chatting at the front of the stage, oh, yeah, you tell them off. I do I've tell them off, but thing, I do yeah. it very subtly. So I will crawl over to them and like, I will just jerk their tie. <laughs> I will jerk their tie. I will stand on their head, which yeah. is um, quite uh, belittling. <sighs> Uh, if they've got their phones and they're just looking at their mm-hmm. phone when they're at the front of the stage, yeah. I will take their phone away and yes. throw it <laughs> onto the, the side. Yeah, like the teacher. Um, another favorite thing of mine is to crawl over to his other, to like two guys if they're chatting quite loud. Yeah. And just like, could you just shut the fuck up? Yeah. But I'll do it while I'm smiling. Yeah, yeah, right? you're always smiling. So I smile. So everybody else yeah. thinks that I'm being nice, yeah. but I'm being a massive cunt. Yeah. So anyway. Not the guys at the front, not guys at the phone, not the guy that I stood on his head. Um, <laughs> the the one guy who enjoys nightclubbing by Iggy Pop and finds it quite hilarious that I am abusing other people in front of him. And then he will feel like it's kind of for him. And yeah. he thinks that we have a special kinship. Yeah, that's a good one. Right? Yeah. So that's the guy that I get mm-hmm. in for the private dance. And really what I'm looking for is somebody who's going to have multiple dance after multiple dance after multiple dance because... I want to climb inside his head mm-hmm. so that he can only think about me when he wanks mm-hmm. for the rest of his life. <laughs> um, so after we've gotten through that, um, my actual physical way that I'm dancing would be very slow, mm-hmm. very sultry. I do lots of sort of positions where you can just almost see my cunt, but yeah. not quite. Yeah. Um, and, and your client's going to really appreciate that performance type i really that's that's who your client is that is who my client is and i am looking for a lot of visual cues Mm -hmm. i am looking for pupil dilation Mm -hmm. i'm looking for somebody sort of gulping their air a little bit but Mm -hmm. you can see that their mouth is a little bit dry um and what's your move like the move just before you upsell and ask them into the vip do you have like a specific thing that makes people go okay yeah i need to I think, yeah, I think it will be probably like that is where I will be slightly side on Mm -hmm. so they can like they sort of almost look like they're like looking at my skirt, but I'm totally naked. Right. So they can just see things. So I know that they just want to kind of get like a full view. Yeah. And I'll just sort of very sweetly for somebody who is not that sweet <laughs> um and also i'm coming coming down low so i'm slightly looking up to them I right i was gonna because, say that's exactly yeah, what i do because always sort of looking up with yeah. your eyes it's it's just a it, it's primal right yeah. that men sort of being able to look down and you're yeah. like the sweet thing looking up at them so it's the only time i'll sort of use that right because i'm so yeah. tall in the club that that's normally not mm-hmm. the case so i will sort of go down to their level slightly below and look up at them very sweetly to say do you want to carry on yeah or perfect. we could go into the vip if you want a little bit more privacy perfect. right so yes <laughs> absolutely so that is kind of my whole thing and you know because i 
I do a lot of yoga, so I am really, really flexible. So everything that I'm doing is all about finishing my lines and making everything just really sort of beautiful to watch, but highly erotic. Like that mm-hmm. is my whole vibe of just creating this really interesting erotic experience for yeah. somebody. And I can feel when they are feeling that. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me be a better dancer mm-hmm. and I love it. It's something that I, I think of it as like a micro performance for yeah. one person and I will give everything to that. And yeah. it actually gives me energy back. Yeah. Uh, so that sounds really hippie, but <laughs> I, I do enjoy it. I, and I do really enjoy that feeling of doing that for somebody. Of giving that to someone. Yeah, yeah no, for 100%. sure. I, I really enjoy it. So you fucked a, someone in the head, right? There's a time restraint on this. And I also think it's yeah, important it's one to song. point out that in real life, when you're on a first date, maybe put a time cap on it. Say yeah. that you have something to do That is a time, really good point. So that if it's not going well and you want to get out of there and you're not the kind of person to just be like, this isn't doing it for me, I'm off, like you. Yeah. Um, you actually have- You're boring. Actually, you're you do boring. say that, but you have to be drunk. Yeah, I have to be really <laughs> shit-faced and then I'm rude as fuck. Um, yeah, it's just like a really good point for you to be like, anyway, I've got this thing that I've got to go and do. Um, really nice having a first date with you, but I'll catch yeah, you have later. Yeah, have a get out clause that doesn't have to be awkward. Because yeah, as exactly. much as I can be a cunt who just stands up and leaves, I'd sooner not. We had this discussion the other week, which is that if you make it to 80 years old, mm-hmm. right, you have had 4,000 weeks on the planet. So depressing. <laughs> I find it uplifting because it just makes me lean into the just uninterested person that I am with anything boring yeah. and anything I don't want to do. And really... Life is short. Mm -hmm. You do not have that much time here. Do you want to waste it just being really polite with something that's super boring? So if you don't want to be confrontational Mm -hmm. and you feel uncomfortable with that, yeah. Have a get out cause cause, always. But also, even if you really like them, you should put a time restraint. Remember what your boyfriend did to you on your first few dates. This is true. He only took you on lunchtime dates and they were only like an hour long. And he didn't fuck me for a month. And I was like furious. So keep them wanting more. If you actually think this is going well and I'd like to take this somewhere, like give it somewhere to go. So cut it off early. Have them just being like, I mean, it's a showbiz. It is a showbiz. Leave them wanting more. So, you know, I think take that into life. Do it. For sure. So. You've you've worked your way up. You've gotten them from the dance with your fluttery eyelashes mm-hmm. into the VIP, which is basically like you're gonna bang them, right? You're so fucking. you're yeah. fucking. How not in the VIP? Sorry, <laughs> let me just state that again. <laughs> no, for, this is your first fuck yeah. in real life. In real life versus stripper VIP. VIP. So what kind of information would you bestow upon the non-stripper population? You have got them into the VIP. Yeah. Right. So this is essentially the equivalent of fucking getting okay. down and dirty <laughs> in real life. So what what would you, yeah, what information would you bestow? Best- <laughs> I'm having a real issue with my tongue today. <laughs> we don't what believe in that. information <laughs> would you bestow on your baby stripper self in terms of like, what do you do in a VIP? Okay, so I mean, for me, this is, so, okay, if you're in, London, it's kind of difficult, right? Because basically yeah. the VIP is the Fucking same as the shit. dance. It's yeah. really shit. <laughs> so it's, you like don't really get anything extra. It, yeah. You kind of feel like it's a little bit more private, but it's not even that private. So, yeah. you know, if I'm thinking about like Vegas, you can do a little bit more. So you yeah. do get a private room. Um, it does feel much more private, right? Yeah. And you can get a little bit more touchy. I guess mm-hmm. some of the girls probably take that a bit further than others. Um, I... 
what would you do like what's your what's your tactic my tactic is to like presuming you like the person that you're with presuming that you like the person that you're with is just yeah making it feel that just extra bit more intimate yeah and to be honest this is like you don't have to do anything physical for something to feel more intimate I was literally gonna say that you know it's just impart more you know affection eye contact and um, information you know talk about your life in Yeah, you know, so you're giving them a little bit more on that side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, I do remember, so when I was in Vegas before you came out, and this girl and I did a VIP with this guy, and so we were like, you know, chatting away to him, and then we got him into the VIP, but he was like, I don't have any, I don't have a credit card on me, right? So he kind of made out he didn't have any money, and then it turned out that he had some cash on the car, so he went outside to get his cash out of the car right. to do the VIP. But it was like after he was like, oh, yeah, OK, I guess I'll do it. Right. So we, we'd we already done a dance. And then he went and got the, the cash he didn't have uh, out from his car. So he comes he inside. He was trying to save himself from himself he was, by putting yes. it in his so, car. Exactly that. So we get to the VIP and she wasn't like, you know, thinking about who this is uh, applies. If you're going to have a threesome, think about mm-hmm. if you guys like vibe together. Yeah. So it's the same thing as like doing a <laughs> VIP with a girl. Like you guys should be on the same level. Yeah. We weren't really on the same level of dancing. She's kind of a little bit prudish. Right. I prefer doing it with you because you're quite hoey. So yeah. really I makes my life a lot easier. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like lick ear holes. Um, so <laughs> he is, he got it into his head that we were going to fuck in there and mm-hmm. we didn't correct him, but of, it definitely wasn't going to happen. Right. <laughs> and so, it's an hour, right? And he keeps on like looking at his watch going, the hour's nearly up. Better do it quick. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> just carry I mean, on What dancing. kind of sex was he wanting to have? Just a shit little sex. like really? pump cum kind of I wham so. bam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really shit sex that he was going to have. So that, I mean, I found that quite hilarious because he was just really so excited for a thing that didn't happen. And then I think that he thought that when it was over, maybe something was going to happen. Right. Or did not. But you know, when you're in a sort of sex situation, you know, like we've said just earlier, do you want to be at your house with this person? Mm-hmm. I mean, because if you're in a hotel and you just want to just get on with it and fuck and then leave, then you can do that Good. much easier. Excellent. My preference in a VIP really is to just dance the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like if you can put on your own music. So in Vegas as well, you could put on your own playlist and you could dance to some really great music and just sort of create this kind of almost like cinematic experience that mm-hmm. felt like you were in an otherworldly place. And then you people get a bit drunker. Maybe they're yeah. doing some extracurricular activities in the toilet. I don't know with, you know, substances that I don't partake in anymore. You know, so it just kind of creates this like liquid world that yeah. you're you're presenting in front of you. And really, that's what sex is. You're getting lost in space and time. Right. And that's what getting a really good strip tease is, is mm-hmm. that you get lost in space and time with somebody. So, and you know, that's really the closest that you can get to those two things. So I think that you can replicate it quite nicely. And that's always what I'm looking to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also this is very much depending on whether you'd like the client. Or yeah. You I mean, don't I've, like had, the client I've had people that or, I refuse to do VIPs with. Yeah. Or like if I have a guy that I particularly don't like, I will be making toilet trips constantly. I will be like ordering drinks constantly and not drinking them or drinking them. Um, <laughs> I'll be doing like games or oh, acrobatics. Do you remember we played Twister? I, Were you in that VIP where we played Twister? No, but I would love that. That we, great. So in Vegas, one of the girls had Twister in her locker. That's amazing. And we, all of what us. great idea. I know. So there's four girls and four guys and we yeah. all played we were naked the guys were not naked and we all played twister in the vip that was really fun that's really fun so you can make fun of the whole thing if it's like it doesn't have to actually be sexy sometimes it's just like a bit of a party it's like a party that like 14 year old boys dream of yeah 
yeah, where like yeah, yeah. hot naked girls play <laughs> twister with them and let them do body shots yeah exactly it very much depends on the clientele is it a group is it a one-on-one scenario like also if you just go yay yay people drink faster yeah they do, they do. and who told you that that was was it a brazilian girl yeah that, yeah yeah um, it's what all the brazilian girls do they yeah. just kind of like say yay over and over party. again yeah 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 just shouting just like, shout party everyone's yeah. like yeah I don't know if you should do that when you're dating, though. That would just be really weird. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't do <laughs> that when you're fucking. Out. Yay! Yay! Party! <laughs> so, uh-huh. oh, but if you are fucking someone and they are not doing it right or you don't like it, you can just go. This That's is something true. that I would love to have told myself, my my younger self, yeah. because I put up with a lot of shit sex it's when true. I was younger. Yeah. A lot of shit sex wasn't enjoyable wasn't fun and I could have just left and I never at did. any point yeah and it was only when I started to take the control into my hands and I was like well I'm not gonna waste my time having shit sex that I started thinking like yeah I probably don't need to do that again yeah I remember <laughs> I actually remember the exact moment when I was 30 and I was doing my yoga teacher training yeah. in Thailand and there was quite a hot guy I hadn't had any sex when I was there so I was just like oh you know he's pretty cute a little bit hippie for me but pretty cute and I made him walk over three mountains basically to get to my bungalow we get all the way there and he starts going down on me and he was just shit and I was just stopped him and I was like you know what? I'm really sorry this isn't gonna work out he's like but I walked really far and I was like yeah and I guess you're gonna walk really far away from a bungalow because if you can't even do that I don't want to go to the next stage yeah. and it was so empowering it yeah, felt amazing so um ladies at home end the shit sacks you're gonna feel so good for yeah, it yeah yeah i can really recommend and that. talk about what it is that you want as well like if, if it is something kind of specific you know some people are quite specific about what they want it's fine to talk about it you don't have to be like it doesn't have to be a science class but you can make it sexy go like, on tell me <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not prepared <laughs> just eyeballing me <laughs> Yeah, go on. Give me a specific direction. Okay, well, well, so for this morning, yeah, my partner read me some erotic literature in bed. Uh, uh, look at you. And, and it was hot. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is nice. This Sexy is like we do a fun thing together that doesn't necessarily. And I was saying like, oh, I really like that you're fucking reading. Like, <laughs> That's her tongue again, so guys. you can like, yeah, you, it doesn't have to just be like straight up sex. Like if it's something more specific or... Yeah, you can talk about it in a way that isn't just like, this is my safe word. Because that's boring. <sighs> it is really boring. <laughs> All right. So moving on. So if you want to have an actual relationship with somebody um, and really in the strip club, this is your regular client. Yeah. So, I mean, your this sugar kind of, daddy, yeah, your whatever, whatever you want. You know. it. This kind of brings us back to where we were at the beginning, where you can put up with quite a lot from people <laughs> for regular clients. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, in the real world, what that makes me think of is the deals that people do in relationships, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What's a priority for you? What's a, what's really important to you? And I don't, you know, I actually don't have any judgment on what other people do. Mm. You know, for myself, I'm very specific, but like for some people, they want to have security. Mm-hmm. They want to have somebody who is financially stable. They want to have somebody who would be a good dad, who's going to make mortgage payments, mm-hmm. um, you know, or you might just want somebody who's going to be fun and a really good fuck and all that kind of stuff. I do think that in our current culture, people do want to try and get that from one person. And mm-hmm. I don't really think that's possible. Um, and so it's, you know, it's important We're not to- being able to get everything from no, one person. No. Yeah. And why should you? Like, why yeah. should you expect that from one individual? But where my regulars that I would get back, they were actually genuinely people that I really like. That you would 
hung out with yeah anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you know and like my my favorite favorite regular clients were people that I had genuine conversations with you know I knew what was going on in their lives they knew what was going on mm-hmm. in my life um they were good spenders but like not like stupidly good spenders but they were you know they would come in they were really respectful they understood yeah. they were in my place of work so they weren't sort of like doing that weird friendship thing where then they don't want to fucking pay you anymore mm-hmm. like small hands mm-hmm. um but you know you it's a, a a respect thing that's going on there so you know what's important to you in your relationship and that would be what we'd be looking for in a regular client mm-hmm. for me if somebody's going to come back to see me on a regular basis i actually genuinely have to like them yeah i'm gonna say that you don't have anyone in your life that you don't genuinely like no because you just called them i do <laughs> they get called and ghosted yeah, immediately ghosted. <laughs> um and you know i think where this actually came from is when i first started stripping like baby baby stripper uh when i was at metropolis so it was a very long time ago and I had a client who became a real regular. He got quite obsessed with me. And he he wasn't a bad guy. He was a really nice person. He mm-hmm. obviously made a lot of money because he was coming in to see me every single night. And um, I kind of, I thought it quite uncomfortable because I thought you could just get a girlfriend. And he had this sort of idea that somehow we were going to be in a relationship together. And he was nice, but he was fucking boring. I mm-hmm. definitely wasn't going to be in a relationship with him. I didn't know how to extricate myself from it. Right. So I said that I was going to leave. I said I wasn't going to be stripping anymore. Mm-hmm. So then it was like, you know, he stopped coming in. Right. So I thought, I cool. I bagged it. Also, he bought me a dress that was like six sizes too big. And I was like, how fucking big do you think I am? Like a big red bus. <laughs> I'm not wearing that. So I think that also helped me just be like, fucking asshole. I'm a big lady, but I ain't that big. Um, so he then came back about two months later and he saw me and he was so hurt and upset that I had said that I was leaving and I wasn't really leaving. And at that moment, something in me just kind of, because there was another woman who worked at the club mm. and her name was Jessica. And she had this guy that literally she took every single penny that he had. Mm. He put her through law school, but like, you know, he couldn't really afford to do it. And she was fine with it. Yeah. And he was obsessed with her. And I just sort of thought, I don't think I can do that. I don't think I don't want to do that. And actually, I want everybody who comes in to be making adult decisions that they can afford and that I can feel good about. You know, yeah. that I haven't taken advantage of anybody in any way. And um, you're like, I, mean, I don't, I don't feel that way. But I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, but it's but that's how I could uh, emotionally feel totally cool with my job. Yeah. Yeah. You're literally the only stripper that's ever said that ever. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting it out there. I didn't make as much money, but I have never felt not OK about my job. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like I wouldn't. Just thinking about why I wouldn't. Do. Yeah, but you choose people that you don't particularly like don't to do care. that to. Yeah, yeah, so you don't, don't care. Like. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. can't be around people like that. Yeah. So yeah, I don't yeah. sit there and go, that person doesn't deserve that from mm-hmm. you. They actually really do. Mm. I just don't have the capacity to talk to them. So, you know, I think really the the thing to kind of come back to is that, you know, chemistry is a real thing, mm-hmm. you know? And if you really do want a proper relationship with somebody, you should be looking for somebody that you actually have chemistry with, mm-hmm. that you actually can enjoy. And there's a lot of women out there who are in relationships because they are transactional, um, because that's what they need in life. And that is also fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, think about, is that what you want? Mm-hmm. And is that and what And men you... that are in transactional Absolutely. You've got you know, your trophy wife who are, you yeah, know, completely. is absolutely there. And, you know, I guess this bit, you know, is just based on your personality. We probably can't like make those connections for people. Yeah, um, but... very much into the, down to the individual. But it also changes through life, you know. I yeah. I had a five-year relationship with someone where maybe it was a little more surfacey, it was a little more transactional. But it safe. was a bit more about security and safeness. 
And now I have the opposite. I have no security. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot more fun. But and, way more fun. You yeah. know, and in my younger years, I dated some like real assholes because yeah. I just wanted to be fucked properly. That's and totally they were fine. a great fuck, but yeah. terrible people. Yeah. And now I'm with somebody who's a great human being yeah. and an excellent fuck. Yeah. So they're out there yeah. and they do exist. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, I mean, Ultimately, yeah, you can never really prep for chemistry, though. You know, you so can't. your profile and I mean, your your when you went out with place... uh, that gigolo <laughs> in in Vegas, I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> was there deep chemistry? Because I was on stage and I just saw him my peripheral vision, and he was so shiny that I actually couldn't look to the left. I just remember thinking, "Can't look over there. I can't look over there." I sort of went in a bit Rain Man because he was just like he had a belt that said his own name on it, a hat that also had his name on it, and. Heaven, he called you over, didn't he? He did. So I saw him straight away, as did you. You could not we not had see very him. very different reactions. I was like, ooh, a shiny thing with <laughs> loads of tattoos. And he's super, like, buff. And I don't know really what I was... I think I just needed to get laid, right? Yeah, I think kind of, any dick would have done. Yeah, I mean, I... That personal to, trip to Vegas, you were like... Literally, I had to I pull you back from a lot of stuff. Gagging for it. So she did not follow any of the rules either. But you know, carry on. So tell tell us why. So, you so I went, went over to, over to him. Um, obviously, being a, like a magpie um, <laughs> or a raccoon. To, yeah. We're in we're in America. <laughs> I went over to him, and he proceeded to tell me that he was a gigolo. Yeah. And honestly, like my eyes just lit up. I was like, I have never fucked a gigolo, and I'm all about like bucket lists and like <laughs> doing those self help books. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I haven't fucked a gigolo. I cool. need to do that. Um, so yeah, so he asked. He ended up well. He ended up asking me out on a date. Yeah, and so we did a little research on him before I went on this date. Yeah, we did. And <laughs> he's on a TV show. Found out that he was on a TV show in Vegas called Gigolos. <laughs> Very original. Um, <laughs> it's the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. It's um, pretty hilarious. Like if you haven't seen it, you need to. Yeah, you need to go see it. And actually, I should be able to say his name because he is a famous person. Right? Like he's a person. I mean, we are making fun of okay, him. Okay, look, you're going to know who he is. He's the one with tattoos. He's the one with tattoos. And the shiny bell buckle. With, with the shiny. His own name. With his yeah, own name, who's a rapper. Okay, um, he's a rapper. Yeah. We, we, you, you actually. I actually, I really. His rap career and all his music videos and then played them all for me. To try and get you to stop trying to have sex with him. Also, I'm going to point out so men going to see escorts and we know lots mm -hmm. of escorts they're hot they're beautiful you, i mean you know it, the transaction is understandable yeah the opposite way like men will fuck mud <laughs> right so most women can get laid except for me i found out uh because i am you tall confident everyone. and um apparently terrifying so i actually do not instill that in people which maybe i'll tell you about in a second but you know a male gigolo is not actually like somebody who's like fucking loads fucking of hot women. hot women. So your fantasy was yeah, like, he was like this guy who fucks hot women. Like, no, no, no. He's fucking the only women who can't get fucked <laughs> who will also pay for it. Like, so yeah, I, I didn't think about that at the time. I was obviously just imagining him with porn stars. And I was just like, <laughs> yes, I'm going to fuck this guy. So we went out on a date. Um, he... <laughs> Pulled up in his truck. I was like, okay, cool. He's got a truck. He took me to a vegan restaurant, which I was like totally cool with. And then when the waitress came over to ask us what we wanted to eat, I was like, oh, the fish, like in, you know, inverted yeah. commas, fish, fake fish. Yeah. Tacos. I'll have that. He was like, uh, I'll have the chicken, but is it real chicken? And I was like, 
no, 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 we're in a vegan restaurant. She's like, no, no, it's vegan. Um, what about what about the pork? Is that real pork? He literally went through the whole fucking menu cool. asking if it was real animal products or not. It's good. And the woman was getting so pissed off with him. <laughs> then he ordered the entire menu. I've never seen someone. And eat then didn't so he much tell food. you like about how awful his life was? I mean, yeah, he went he went in on the first day. I mean, it was really he was he was miserable as sin as well. Good, like, real so- miserable. In the the manifestation of the woman you are today, at what point would you have walked away from this situation? Oh, as soon as he said, is this real chicken in the fucking <laughs> vegan restaurant? Absolute Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I stuck around and uh, he took me for a drink cool. and he judged me the whole way through it because he was sober. Okay. And he needed to make that very clear that anyone who wasn't sober was making terrible life decisions, which I was, but I was down with my poor life decisions. In fact, that was kind of my motto at the time. It was uh, your so, motto. <laughs> well, so he just made me feel really bad about himself, myself. Then he took me to work and dropped me off. And he was like, oh, I'll pick you up later. And I was like, no, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. And then he also sent you his address that you sent to me. And I was like, it isn't even a house. It was oh, just yeah. like in the middle of the desert. In so the you would have. In nowhere yeah, on like a ranch. <laughs> on a ranch, like a, a sad non-vegan <laughs> sex ranch. So you can walk away anytime, yeah, ladies. That's yeah. what we want you to take away from this. You are special. Yeah. No matter who you are. Yeah. Um, and there is somebody out there for everybody. So, you know, don't waste your time and find some interesting people and have a great fucking time. Yes. Anyway, we've been rabbiting on for quite some time. <laughs> is your tongue okay? I mean, it's still pretty bad. But well, I'm we're going to go to Boots. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it's right on the way home. Can you put athlete's foot cream on your tongue? No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Because content. (laughs) We'll let you know. We'll be giving that a go. Yeah, yeah. Can't (laughs) wait. All right. See you later, heaven. Bye, Buffy. Thanks for tuning in today. If you haven't already, we would really appreciate you hitting that subscribe button and leaving us a positive review. All show notes and social media links can be found on our website, www.strippersintheattic.com. This episode was brought to you by House of Vixen, produced by Stephen Armstrong. Editing and post-production by Adam Grigg. Original music by Myron Cohen and Hart McNee. And our artwork was brought to you by Ben Prescott. Thanks again for listening, everyone. I'm Buffy. And I'm Heaven. And together we are... Strippers in the Attic.